into bears, uh, real quick. Um, a lot of cool stuff on the Patreon last week and this week, patreon.com slash between two bears. Last week, Evan, we had a nice chat with Shehan Jayaraja, uh, during our youth group, um, which happens on Wednesdays around lunchtime. Talked about expectations for a program kind of like Baylor, what stability means, how you can achieve stability, as well as when we opened it up to the rest of the group, just kind of for an open chat, getting mad online and what that must be like as a national football writer. Um, but now that yeah. that is out of the way, uh, happy, happy Tuesday. Happy doing? Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday, Matt. Well, Today's Wednesday. Okay, that's fine too. It can be Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is Wednesday. Both. It can, it be, can both. be both. Um, yeah, we had our first youth group last week. It's it's one of like whenever of we whenever we were talking about doing stuff together, uh, like a weekly youth group type thing was like probably my number two reason why I wanted to do it. So it was really cool. We had some people join. Um, Cheyenne was there. He was great. Um, Matt, can I ask you a few questions about youth group? Um, uh, sure. Yeah. As, as a child, did you attend those? Were you a youth grouper? I was a um, big youth grouper. We. We were not the biggest church family. Okay. Um, so youth group uh, happened more of like in a school context because mm-hmm. I did go to a private school for a period of time um, that was Lutheran. And so we didn't get like all of the Baptist like youth group things. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I get the general vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I think you know this about me, but I grew up like tremendously Catholic, like so, so, so Catholic. Um, so we were big youth groupers and we had sure. four kids, four kids under 10 years old. So I mean, yeah. we were, we were up in there and like, yeah, we were there every Wednesday. Um, our, our dad was like a youth group teacher. So it was just like, oh, we, we, we went to church on Wednesdays and I just thought that was like a normal thing everyone did. I also was like a real shithead as a kid. So I thought that youth group was on Wednesdays because soccer practice was on Tuesday and Thursday. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Yes. I, I was like, yeah, of course. Of course. So everything, everything is built around Evan's schedule. Is yeah. Like, no, yeah, okay. the world starts on my agenda and then like builds out from there. Um, so that's why we're doing it on Wednesdays. Actually, I don't know if you know that's why, but that's definitely why I suggested Wednesdays. Well, it works I best. Have, I have soccer practice. It, it, wor- <laughs> it works best with my schedule, at least. I've been able to carve out a little bit of the day job time. On Wednesdays, so it seems to be working well for now. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we just kind of open. If you're familiar, or if you're a patron of Split Zone Duo, a fantastic college football podcast, very educational. The opposite of this, they do something similar where people can come in and ask questions, but we make it more chaotic than that. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. so we just open it up to everybody, and it's just a big, a big decompression session, a nice lunch yeah. hour where you can just uh, say what's on your mind, and there's it's no good. judgment. Eh, there's some judgment, but there's, there's not a lot. Yeah. One, like my thing is I'm all about like organic things, like just letting shit happen. That's why I don't exactly. like to plan anything for this podcast. I like, I just like the energy to, to move the conversation. But I think yeah. if I did get to make the rules for youth group, like if I got to set the parameters, it would be like everyone like brings their lunch and we all eat our lunch and just bullshit for 40 minutes. I might do that today. Um, I might, last week was a little so different with my the structure today. of the interview. Yeah. Last week mm-hmm. was a little different with the structure of the interview, but yeah, I, th- I think I'll bring my lunch today and yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, Man, uh, kind of a weird couple weeks. We talked last week about coping with one basketball loss. <laughs> coping with the first basketball loss in seemingly four years. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the ladies team. Oklahoma State, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, and the, the ladies had, you know, uh, 
two or three losses to start conference play as well. So it was just, it felt like kind of a down week. Oh, how quickly things can change. Oh, yeah. how quickly things can change. Uh, sky, I don't know if you saw, but the sky fell. The I'm sky sure fell last week for a lot of people. And I think for people that the sky didn't fall, there was some legitimate concern and probably worthwhile concern because this, this Baylor basketball team did not look the same after losing Jeremy Sohan uh, from the uh, TCU game where he was injured, rolled his ankle, uh, lower ankle sprain, thank goodness. And then James Akinjo in the Oklahoma State game injured his buttock. Mm-hmm. Not not both buttocks. One, one buttock. And and buttock. Uh, and and who buttock. among us, you know? Who hasn't there. who hasn't broken their butt in, in, um, in I think the, you make a good point that like the sky was falling for some people. But and I know like in the last few weeks we've talked about like, oh, we're so spoiled, oh, we're on house money, all these things. But like I'd like to just like zoom in on that for one second because we have gone from having one of the the best basketball program years that anyone has ever had in any school. And now this year, we're just having like a regular, very, very good year for the program. Yeah, like a regular a elite team, season. A, a regular, regular elite, elite season. Yeah, we got a two top <laughs> 15 teams with one team that went like 15-0 and 0 to start the year. So Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's just, wild. It's, it's weird being back down here with all the mortals, you know? I kind of got comfortable up there in my ivory tower. I think that's what my brain was trying to work on in the offseason is what is this championship going to do for expectations, right? What is the football championship going to do for expectations for other sports? How does this cascade among the fan base? Because I, I'm, I'm super interested in how people who are newer to basketball interpret the results throughout the season. And I'm going to make an assumption here that a lot of people who are newer to basketball have been watching football for longer. Mm-hmm. And so one loss in football is, you know, borderline catastrophic. So I'm, I'm yeah. trying to be understanding of those who freak out when, when a, a team loses a regular season, even a conference game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not normal to only lose one or two games in yeah. conference play. It's not normal. Even the best teams lose one or two games, the best teams yeah. ever, right? And I like, I don't know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm wired to think about all of these things like through like a social lens. And I feel like part of the, part of the, I guess like annoy, annoyance is the word I'm going to use there is because we have a lot of people. I feel like the, the number of people, if you, if you made a, a stew and you, you, one of the ingredients was every Baylor Twitter person, Oof. that stew has probably about 1600 people more than it did six years ago. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's a lot of us who have been around like talking shit and getting our teeth kicked in for a long time. And I think even like people twice or three times as long as me. So I don't I don't really, really loop myself into that. But I feel like over the last few years, we've been fortunate enough to get some more vocal people in that conversation. And they are only used to us winning everything all the time. Right. Right. Um, which has been very fun, but also for lack of a better word, more of a blip. So there are these people were up a hundred percent of their experience has just been us talking shit before. And then also getting to talk shit after games. <laughs> Afterwards. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's a large swath of people who aren't used to not that. And I, exactly. I, I feel like that's at least a little bit of what the deal is. You're, I, I think you're right on track. I absolutely think so. So to recap, yeah, Baylor, loses a game at home after losing a game at home. The first number one team in college basketball ever to lose back-to-back games at home while ranked number one 
just making history. That's what that's all we do here is just make history. That's all we do. Yeah, it was you know it was a game where uh, Baylor put themselves into a hole pretty early, fought back, made it an extremely close game at the end. And you know when you're missing your point guard, it's it's really hard to win when when you don't have your main offensive engine. And so the outlook yeah. going into West Virginia was was bleak because, you know, right before tip, we did get confirmation that Sohan and Akinjo would be out. And so mm-hmm. that leaves you with a rotation of seven players, six players, really. Yeah. If it, considering or depending on how you consider Dale Bonner to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, a rotation player or not, doesn't normally see the floor. I think we even got some Jordan Turner minutes in the West Virginia yeah. game. Which um, I'm all for Jordan Turner minutes. I'm, I'm yeah. hopeful that he's, as they're saying, up next. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll see. We'll see. There needs to be, there's work to be done there, but yeah, I'm, I'm not against it. Uh, Baylor comes out. The energy is way better than it was versus Texas tech. West Virginia is an active defensive team, but not as talented defensively as, as Texas tech or Oklahoma state. Matt Meyer comes alive. LJ Cryer comes alive. Shots start falling and Baylor looked like Baylor again. And man, that was fun. It was it wasn't yeah. the best win by any means, but a win on the road in Morgantown is a great win no matter what. Yeah, and I actually, someone sent me a very interesting like stat yesterday, so I'm going to talk for like eight seconds until I find it. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's from West Virginia Stats Guy, Joel. He said, Baylor has visited the Coliseum three times as a top five team. The average margin of those three games is West Virginia by nine points. So it, it wasn't nothing yesterday. You know, we, we no. did something that we have historically not been able to do. With a fully healthy um, team. Yeah. I, yeah. I, with I, a fully healthy team. That was, yeah. I would argue, more talented than this team in some respects. Sure. sure. The team that um, was fielded yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it has the ability. So the cool thing about a basketball season is, and I guess football to some degree, is that things can pivot instantly. Like, on a dime, right? The momentum of a game, the momentum of a season, right? These galvanizing moments that happen in a basketball season amongst a team of 12 people, you know, 14 people mm. who are working together every day. This isn't a roster of 100 people like on a football team, right? This is 14 guys. And and so you create a a, a positive moment to galvanize around and it, it can carry you for a while, right? It absolutely yeah. can. There were there were games in the championship season where Baylor did not play well, but really locked down defensively and won ugly. And those were moments like that. Or Maceo Teague scoring 31, you know, versus Texas Tech, just absolutely obliterating them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a galvanizing moment. And I think this is, if, if holding Villanova to 36 points is the first one of this season, this is the second. Right. Yeah. This is the second wave. I, and I would expect a high level of energy, a high level of confidence. I tweeted the, the I think I got my swagger back <laughs> gif related to Matt Meyer, because that's what it looked like. He was having fun out there again for the first time in a while. Yeah, I, I don't think he has enjoyed not scoring as much as he had uh, even last year. So. Things looking up, things looking up, and, and that was one of the hardest stretches of the Baylor men's schedule. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll probably um, this out, but yeah, go, go for it. Oh yeah. I was going to say two things. One, I wouldn't consider myself smart at basketball, like at all. I feel like 
I think about basketball the way babies think about cocoa melon. It's just like there's stuff on the TV and, and it's, it's very stimulating, stimulating. <laughs> and it's stimulating me and I'm having a good time. Like that's that that is like a one to one ratio for me. Sure. Um, two. Speaking of teams that haven't been playing their best and also Uh-oh. have a lot of hard games coming up, Uh-oh. Matt, did you watch any other basketball games last night? I did. I uh, I watched a little bit of Florida State Duke. Shout shout mm-hmm. out Florida State um, for winning. Uh, against Duke for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really even know what other games might have been on TV, though. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? Last night is the most non-Baylor basketball I've watched on TV, I'm willing to say, in my whole life. I watched four basketball games yesterday. I just I had not a lot to do. I made some dinner, and I watched a bunch of basketball. One of those games was Texas versus Kansas State. Kansas State came to Austin. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you know this about Kansas State. They're the not, worst team in the Big Twelve, and they're not bad, but they're the from, worst team in the Big Twelve. From a talent perspective, they are lacking. The lacking comparatively to other yeah. teams. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not. I, I'm not sure it's particularly close, but they do play hard, and they have a reasonably competent coach. Some would argue yeah. that, but well, and like you sure, know, Kansas State, not great. Um, and the thing, it, this has to be like a freak accident because, um, bad. Worst in the conference teams from Kansas don't just like march into Austin and win by one or two points. That's oh, just Austin? like not. Oh, they don't do um, that. That's not a thing that happens. Um, I can't. Wait, I can't recall. Wait, our editor has just sent me an urgent message. Oh Matt. no! Apparently, this has happened before, and it happened eight weeks ago. Oh no! We messed. Many it up. people are asking if the I thirty five corridor, um, <sighs> if if the capital of that is Kansas. Ah uh, man, uh, I yeah. I, I was I was dubious from the beginning. I I did not expect that Texas team to be ranked number five to start the season, uh, and they certainly don't deserve it now. Honest to God, Evan, they are at real risk of missing an at-large bid to the NCAA Ugh. tournament, which would be wild. It'd be wild. They they uh, probably had their easiest game last night, and that turns it into three losses over the last four games. Uh, with yeah. a slate upcoming of a very frisky Oklahoma State, as Baylor found out, at TCU yeah. versus Tennessee, at Texas Tech versus Iowa State versus Kansas, at Baylor, at Oklahoma, versus like <laughs> their schedule. That was the easiest part of their schedule for sure, and they yeah. went uh, one and three. So um, I know that we have like we we've kind of talked about wanting to not make this like a a Texas slander podcast. And I agree that we shouldn't, but I do want to say this is very funny. This is incredible for me personally. I'm having a great time. I'm having, I'm having fun too. I mean, there, there were other, um, other basketball games on as well. Uh, for instance, um, Iowa state played last night. Um, remember how everybody, uh, said Iowa state was going to, uh, win the conference and their top 10 team, blah, 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 blah. Which sport are you great... referring to? This is basketball. Oh, okay. <laughs> basketball. Uh, and to, to be completely fair, they had a fantastic start to the season and then conference play hit and, uh, they lose to Baylor at home. Uh, they, they do beat Texas tech at home, but then they go lost to Oklahoma, lost to Kansas. Um, they, they do beat Texas, but then last night losing a very ugly game that I'm surprised got up to 72 it. points. Texas Tech beats them. Uh, so, I mean, that, that kind of opens up a general conversation about Big 12 basketball as a whole. What a meat grinder 
God, this yeah. conference is really fun to be a fan of. If you can bring yourself to be a fan of this conference uh, from a basketball perspective, but damn, it's hard to win. Uh, in like just on a nightly basis in this conference. Yeah. And like I, as someone who likes to watch Baylor win, but isn't necessarily passionate about the sport of basketball, I feel like if I didn't get so much joy out of just talking shit to strangers on the internet, I would probably be saying to myself like, okay, we know that a lot of this conference is going to make the tournament. We know Baylor should, if they're healthy, hit the elite eight. Like that's, that's what I'm saying to myself. I'm probably turning my TV off for the next three months. If I'm just like a casual Baylor person who doesn't care a lot about basketball, I'm probably, you know, just going to tune back in when the tournaments get going because I've, I've learned everything I need to learn. And if we're healthy and if a meteor doesn't hit the earth, we should be playing in that second weekend. And yeah, I I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, Current standings, Kansas getting a win uh, in Norman. Uh, They are four and one. Uh, Baylor four and two, Texas Tech four and two. Texas Tech does have that tiebreaker, so they're probably technically second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, TCU is two and one, currently fourth in the conference. And then you have Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Kansas State still last in the Big Twelve, tied with Oklahoma and Iowa State uh, for that last or Oklahoma for that last spot. Um, very weird conference. The longest winning streak is three right now from Kansas. Nobody has, you know, nobody has more than a three-game winning streak. And those Kansas wins have not been by a lot of points. They have all, all of them in the last week and a half have come down to the last possession. Yeah, this this Kansas team is talented, um, but there's something off, right? Offensively, they get distracted at times. Is the best way I can put it, right? Mm-hmm. They they don't know exactly what they're looking for at times. Um, defensively, I'm just not sure they're fantastic defensively. Yeah, I, I just I don't know how far this Kansas team goes playing the way they are currently playing. They have the talent to get much better. I will say that. Yeah, um, I'm trying well, to be probably, objective, but there's, they there's have the probably a, to get better. Yeah, no, they they definitely do. There's probably a smarter basketball way to phrase what I'm about to say. So feel free to cut me off and take off whenever you figure out the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> but they, from the few games I've watched, because I have been watching basketball this season, they Pretty appear fun. to be a team that if you really, really need to get a basket on this possession, like you really, really need to do that, they can go do that. But like in the run of play, they're not like they're not going to average a crazy amount of points per possession. I think that's a great way to put it, right? When, you know, in, in clutch situations, they have the players to go make individual clutch plays for sure. They have more than the average team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you catch them sleeping and, you know, they, they they walk up to a gym thinking that they're to Kansas and this is an easy walk in. Like some of these players are transfers. They don't understand that they, they truly don't. Un- Remy Martin is from the Pac-12. He certainly doesn't yeah. understand how good each of these teams are. Yeah. I, well, I, and I like, would expect Kansas to take two, maybe three more losses during the conference. Yeah. Period. Well, and like you're saying with transfers and stuff, like I don't, I'm sure that they like obviously know how big of like a basketball brand nationwide Kansas is, but this is probably the first time since like AAU days where all of these guys are on a team where they're going to be getting everyone's biggest crowd and biggest shot every game. Most you know, of the they're time. Not, yeah. They're not just like a random weekday game. It's like people kind of plan their basketball calendars around when you're coming to town. Yep. That's that's a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if Kansas took two losses over the next five games, right? Uh, they'll they'll probably beat Kansas State, but then they have Texas Tech, a resurgent Kentucky team in the Big 12 SEC mm-hmm. Challenge, at Iowa State, who is frisky, and then 
uh, Baylor goes to Lawrence uh, to play. And then I, the rest of their schedule, honestly, plays out pretty nicely for them. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took two to three more losses this season. Wouldn't surprise yeah. Well, didn't you say that the Big 12 champion will likely have about four losses? That's I feel thought. like you told me that. Yeah, yeah. That, that I think a lot of people are agreeing. Around four is probably where you would need to be to have a shot at it. Kansas might get out of there with three, you know, depending on how this this Tech uh, they, they they have one more game against Tech, who did beat them. Um, but I Matt, also wouldn't I be surprised if big... Baylor grabs them once. It's been it's been three years since I've seen a Baylor basketball team lose four games in a season. I think either uh, of them. That um, sounds accurate. So, so I may need to reach out to some friends to figure out how I'm going to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, that feels that feels like a lot. A lot, a lot of therapy this season <laughs> for sure. Things are going really well, but we still, <laughs> we, we we still uh, might need some therapy. I get it, Lady Bears. Um, I did mention that. Uh, I'm sorry, the women's basketball team uh, did start conference play kind of rough, losing uh, losing three games, uh, but they get their first conference win uh, versus Kansas. Not easy. Uh, last couple minutes were stressful, uh, but the Lady Bears get it done. Congratulations to them. I, I hope that is a momentum builder for them as well. Um, anything else in the uh, basketball sphere that you'd like to discuss? Um, yes. One, I wasn't able to watch this most recent um, women's basketball game, but I saw somewhere that we went on like a seven point run with like 14 seconds left. Yeah. And we were like down. That <laughs> yeah. In the, la- in the last 20 seconds or so. Do you have it, it in your like... brain to break down to me what happened? Cause I don't, I, no, all I've seen I is those words and that sounds like someone's lying. No, I was, I was, uh, working on some, uh, either chores or I was doing work on the weekend. Um, and so I, I looked down for just a brief period of time and we would be up one, down one, up one, down one. Then there was a minute left and I looked up and the game was over. I was like, oh, dang. So I need to go rewatch that. And then maybe we can break that down uh, a little bit later. But yeah, that was a very impressive win. A lot of poise there from the women's yeah. basketball team. Can we just call them Lady Bears? Can we talk about this for 10 seconds? I, I understand I, that they I understand that they changed the name. I understand why I'm in support of that. But I and maybe somebody who is more educated or more, um, you know, more accepting of, of or, or more understanding of why the name change was made. I, yeah. I don't find it insulting to call them the Lady Bears because they are, I don't know. I, I don't know, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I am I'm finding it difficult to say women's basketball team and say that with the is, same amount of... It is of, clunky off the tongue. I, I, I find it emotionally not as attaching, right? Uh, like the Lady Bears. Those are those are my Lady Bears, right? I, yeah. I root for the Lady Bears, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. I Here's my full take. I have a policy where if someone tells me what to call them, I just kind of do it and try not yeah. to think about it ever again. Yeah. It is hard when For I have individuals. talked. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, just like generally. Yeah. Um, but it is hard when I do so much talking about our women's basketball team, not to a player or someone who like identifies as someone on that team or is on scholarship or something. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard to like in conversations with people, just to like make that switch. So yeah. I think I just need a little time to get the the muscle memory down. I am trying. Um, but and it I is it trying. is just, it is a clunkier string of letters to say. And that's something that has made this switch a little harder for me. Because there needs um, to be clarification on what team you're talking about, right? You can be talking about the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the women's basketball team is just as much the Bears as anybody else. Some would say trying, more. Some would, 
Some would say a lot more. I'm not trying to take that away. I'm just trying to clarify who I'm talking about. And the Lady Bears yeah. feels cool to me, cooler than women's basketball team. Yeah, it, it loses some some spunk when it becomes when it's when it's that many syllables. Uh, nope, that's the same amount of syllables. So that's not the word I'm looking for there. But yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It's just, and there's probably a more nuanced way to talk about this, but it's just not as fun to say. And I don't think that's I, a good enough reason think, to yeah. I think we're on the to same stop. Answer. Yeah. So that's it. You know what is yeah. you know what is fun to say. Tell you know me what that. is fun to say. Uh, saving fifteen percent at Home Field Apparel <laughs> with code Bears twelve. Uh, that's a lot more syllables, but it's equally as fun to say. I think. Um, yeah, home field apparel. It's time for a refresh. Uh, you know, right around the corner, spring is going to be here, and we're, I'm going to morph back into t-shirts, less mm-hmm. long sleeve hoodies and stuff. Uh, so I probably need to do a refresh of the Baylor gear. I might. Uh, I think Middle Tennessee was recently released. They are doing Big New Saturday again now too, so you can subscribe and get a t-shirt every uh, every month or so for a discount. Highly recommend you check that out. Again, that's code Bears One Two for 15% off and uh, home field apparel. Fantastic. Fantastic. The best uh, collegiate sports apparel that is out there right now. Um, other where other places around the internet, uh, you had brought to my attention that ESPN did the top 100 college football games this year. And that yes. there was all 100 of them, I think is what you said. Yes, it was all 100. Um, okay. Let me actually get that list up in front of me again. Um, I do have some thoughts to share. Well, Baylor did make the top 50, uh, I think, one, two, three, four, five times in the top 50, I believe. That's so. what I'm seeing. 50, yep. 49. We have number 46. Yeah, five times. We've got 44, which was us on the losing end. Mm, don't like um, that. It was a good game if you were an objective observer, but from a Baylor perspective, not so much. But yeah, let's let's start with number 50. Baylor 31, right. Texas 24. Uh, this was I had fun. fun. I, I had, had a great fun. time. I had a lot of fun. Um, some some favorite memories from this game include Texas doing a fake punt on their own into the field, down 11. Um, and I think Cameron Dicker was the only one who knew it was a fake punt. If you want me to like not make a joke, I think he was the only one that was like, it's Cameron Dicker time. Oh my God, um, was that this last season, the fake yeah. punt? Um, another oh favorite memory, I think, I think this was the game where like a Texas assistant coach had tweeted something like, Oh, the best thing about Waco is Fazoli's. And then coach Mateo, it was not like, an assistant coach. It was not was an assistant it? coach. It was, Oh, it was the head coach. Yeah. No, Sark said it. Yeah. No, it wasn't. That. No, it was, a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a blogger not to be named from an SB nation blog, not to be named. Oh. Well, whoever they is, it caught wind with Coach Mateos, and he posted a picture after the game that was like, great team win, going to Fazoli's to celebrate. One of the the best Twitter moments this season. One of the best Twitter moments this season, for sure. Uh, Number 49, Baylor 27, Texas Tech 24. I I personally wouldn't put this in the top 50 because it was pretty hard. Didn't like it all that much. Baylor... Baylor was very much so a a businessman-like effort. Just get in, get the job done, get out. Yeah. Matt, would you like to know my favorite thing about this game? This Uh, game was the second week in a row that I sat at the same Chili's in downtown Houston in the same seat and charged my phone in the same plug (laughs) to watch my Bears play some football. (laughs) 
again, I, I worry for you that that was your decision there um, to go to Chili's. But we were driving hey. back from New Orleans, and I was like, hey, there's that Chili's. Should we stop and watch the Baylor game? And my girlfriend was like, yeah, I would love some skillet queso. Well, um, you two you two are a match for sure, um, <laughs> because I don't know that either myself nor my wife would be saying, yes, can't wait to mm. Chili's we go to watch sports. Same, I don't, same don't bartender, too. Well, there you go. Good luck, and John. both times we were the first people in that Chili's. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Oh boy! So certainly, certainly I, would, I, would, I would like to believe that that bartender is just the Saturday morning guy, and he <laughs> started his job in two Saturdays in a row. I came and sat down and had him charge my phone at like eleven oh five in the morning. <laughs> Gracious! Oh boy, we need to get your phone charging situation fixed. Number forty six, yeah. Baylor thirty one, Iowa State twenty nine. Fun game, but not fun during. Uh, Baylor comes yeah. out and uh, scores basically all of their points in the first half and just kind mm-hmm. of holds on, white knuckles it till the very end. Um, and Iowa State, I think, uh, failed a two point conversion uh, to tie it. And uh, and there you go. Number 44, TCU 30, Baylor 28. I'm sorry, did you have something on the Iowa State um, game? Yes, I just wanted to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. So I'm looking at this game, and it appears that this game was sealed by a, it looks like it says, a dumb-as-fuck throw by Bryce, by Brock Purdy. <laughs> Bryce, That's, Bryce Purdy, yeah. By Bryce Purdy. That's yeah. not, that can't be the case, right? He wouldn't uh, do that. Do he see- wouldn't end a game on a what they're calling a dumb as fuck throw. That is what Bill Connolly wrote here. I do uh-huh. see that. Yeah, that is interesting. That's um, crazy to me. Don't All fact right. check us. Number 44, TCU 30, Baylor 28. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I have not right watched. A, I did not watch a play of that game. I was in New Orleans on Bourbon Good. Street, and I it have just not gone back. Miserable to watch. It was absolutely mm-hmm. miserable. December 4th, Baylor 21, Oklahoma State 16. Uh, Big 12 championship. I don't know what else to say other than it was the man, perfect game. It was it so was, fun. It was, well, I was pretty stressed during, I I don't get as stressed as other people do. I think um, during football games, I was sweating this yeah. one, but I, it, it always felt like the defense had it just contained. It always felt like the defense had a handle on it and boy, howdy did they, uh, of course the McPlay um, um, on the fourth down to win the, Baylor uh, or the uh, the Big 12 championship there. Just absolutely great. It was great. That was the game that and Iowa State, I feel like in my whole life, I, I have my butthole clenched more for longer. Yeah. Both of those games than I ever have. Yep. Um, and I feel like most of my friends in real life would consider me like a Baylor sunshine pupper. Like through the few years we were kind of in the wilderness, I was like, no guys, this is the year. We've got it. I got until I've like almost lost some friendships talking like trying to convince them that Zach Smith is good actually. Um, but Fair. this game, like when they were driving, I, in my head, like a real conversation I was having was like, okay, you need to prepare yourself for what's about to happen because they're definitely going to score. Uh, and even like after first and, and second down when they didn't get it, I was like, okay, hold it together. Cause they're definitely going to get it on their third or fourth try. Um, and I've never had a conversation with myself like that before until that game. And yeah. look at me, egg on my face, yolks on me, <laughs> yolks on you. Um, the, the top three games I thought were good choices, although I would probably put number three or number two at that top slot. Number three, Texas A&M, Alabama 38 or mm-hmm. Texas A&M 41, Alabama 38. Fantastic mm-hmm. game. Really enjoyed watching that Ohio state 48, Utah 45 in the Rose bowl. 
just that was fun. extremely entertaining game. I wish Utah would have won, but mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun to watch. And then Bill Connolly's number one game, Ole Miss 52, Arkansas 51. Don't remember it. Don't have any recollection. Tell you thing. Don't ha- I have zero idea what happened there. Didn't watch it. Um, so I, I just think number three and number two were just watching yeah. a lot more people. I, I don't yeah. know. I probably would have put those. But you know, when, like I, I um, I don't do a ton of like college football watching outside of Baylor unless it's like marquee matchups. And I remember I was driving home from Waco on this day when they Alabama and A&M were playing, and I saw it and I was like, "Yep, that's exactly what I'm doing tonight. I'm sitting alone and I'm going to watch this game." And I that, that's like not a thing I really do generally sure. for like non-conference games. Um, and boy, am I glad I did. I like listened to the first half. I've been doing this thing recently, like when I go on walks or whatever, where I open my YouTube TV app. Sorry sure. for bragging. I can afford YouTube oh, yeah. TV now, and but I'll open it up. Way. Yeah. I'll open it up and I'll just like put it in my pocket with the screen on and I'll just like pretend I'm listening to the radio. So that's what I did for this game in the first half. And I was like, you could tell by like the third drive, like this was definitely going to get dumb as hell. Like this game yeah. was definitely going to be drunk the whole time. And it yep. was until the very yep. end. Um, I, I, it was a good college football season, not even yeah. from a Baylor perspective. I just think it was overall an entertaining college football season, uh, even with, you know, the sec having two teams in the championship game. I thought it was a pretty good championship game. Yeah. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all for like the, if, if your two t- best teams in the country are from the same sure. conference, put them in. There. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not inherently against that, but yeah, we're not in football season anymore. It's not football um, season anymore. It's not football season. I do it's have not. one more closing thought for this list for you. All right. Um, there's a game that I thought might be on this if I was predicting this when the season started. Uh, but to me, it is hilarious that Baylor kicked the shit out of Oklahoma so bad. So bad. It wasn't even considered a top 50 game. <laughs> it, it was, was a just boring a, game. It was just an ass whooping. It was just not, a boring old game. No one besides us will probably ever talk about it on a podcast ever again, but we beat the shit out of them. Yep. It was it was definitive. That is for so, sure. So that was you know what else cool. is you know what else is definitive? Is the symbol Matt, money <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs> the symbol money back guarantee. Hey, symbol is the uh, stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. You can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Uh, we probably should have bought as much Baylor as we probably could have. We played ourselves. Ah, we played ourselves. Oh, well. Uh, use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash when your teams win. S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot com. Money back guarantee up to $500. If you uh, use promo code BEARS12, that's BEARS12. Your deposit, money back guarantee, up to 500 bucks. I, I, again, I don't know how you beat this. If If any other betting site or any other sports... Um, wagering site or draft, you know, fantasy situation said, Hey, if you don't like it, you can just get your $500 back. I, I've never heard of that anywhere else. Um, yep. and I've been following along uh, with the email updates. Uh, a lot of fun to be had over there. Again, that's symbol.com, S I M B U L L.com, promo code BEARS12. New Year's resolutions. You had uh, something you wanted to talk about, about your New Year's resolutions. And I wanted to give you a pat on the back because it sounds like you're sticking to them. What was your New Year's resolution? So I have have two New Year's resolutions. One, I'm doing dry January. That's just a thing I do every year because I just Mm -hmm. feel like. um, A nice reset to the system. It's a nice reset. And I feel like the ceiling for me of being hot is pretty high. I just don't really ever do much to reach that ceiling. So it's like I'm doing a little bit of exercise. I'm you are like you are starting. Well. <laughs> you are so I'm getting, I, I, like, Justin you Fields. Me? I'm, 
I'm hotter than I was a few weeks ago, for sure. I, I honestly um, don't know. But you, oh, yeah, are, no, you, are, you are starting Jake Fromm instead of a talented freshman quarterback, Jason <laughs> or Justin Fields. Um, so, so my two goals this year. I want to become a renaissance man of the kitchen and I'm doing it. I'm doing okay. so good. Fantastic. I got one of those like meal subscription services where you make your own meals. Like that's not that impressive that I'm doing that. No, it's, it's a great way. To I mean, it, it's good. Yes, it's good. And I'm picking it up. Um, but I learned it's a pretty easy recipe, but I've made it twice now. I made waffles from scratch twice last weekend <laughs> and I have my own um, homebrew coffee set. So like I, Girlfriend coffee came is over. Not coffee is not. Well, cooking. yes, but make your whole, your own homebrew thing isn't nothing. It's okay. It's, I, I want to restate my my goal. It's to be a Renaissance man of the kitchen. That doesn't mean of I can cook kitchen. a lot of things. Okay, all yeah. right, that's fair. Uh, so, like, my girlfriend came over for breakfast. I made us some bacon. I made us some waffles. I got some like fresh fruit that we cut up. It was a whole go. thing, and I made us some there coffee. It was very nice. It's like an added layer of what I bring to the table. Um, and my favorite goal that I have this year is goal number two is I am going to walk 1000 miles this year. 1000 is a lot of miles. You might say it is, Matt, um, miles is know, roughly three days, three, roughly it's three about, miles it's about three miles a day. Yeah. Um, I have this really good routine and a really good work-life balance where I can step away for like a longer lunch most days if I need to. So what I've been doing is, and this kind of calendar balances the wanting to be hotter thing, but I have a six mile loop that I do in Austin. It's exactly six miles. It takes me about an hour and a half. And I always plan it around breakfast or lunch. So like a lot of days I've been stopping like the three mile mark is a Chick-fil-A that opened up in downtown Austin recently. So I'll walk three miles, I'll eat some Chick-fil-A and then I'll walk three miles home. That's fantastic. What's funny about this to me is because I'm not really doing this to be like, oh, I want to be in shape. This I just want to walk a thousand miles. Yeah. Um, and there's a voodoo donuts in downtown Austin too. Yep. So I'll be like in like, you know, like athletic clothes, like a sleeveless shirt to get some sun or whatever. And I'll be walking with just like this cute little cup, this cute little like donut in my hand, just like <laughs> a pink like bobbing my head. Donut. Yeah. And like eating a sprinkled donut. <laughs> Listening like, to like, YouTube TV. Yeah. Um, so those are my two goals and I am kicking the hell out of them so far. I have walked... 78 miles this year so far that's fantastic yeah you're no, well i'm doing it my calves well are firm you're so well on your way yeah uh that a thousand miles is a lot i i will help motivate you should you hit any yeah. lulls in that um, my new year's resolutions yeah, yeah I, I think my only real one like of course I, you know i want to work out more i want to eat more vegetables the whole the whole deal right the whole yeah. be healthier thing we'll see how long that one lasts I, because it's not a very firm resolution but a real resolution i do have is wanting to maybe not even take any actual action on it but i do want to fully explore and research uh, working for myself, right? Taking the day mm-hmm. job that I have right now and maybe doing that independently for myself down yeah. the road at some point. Um, and when you have multiple people, you know, relying on your paycheck as as half of the family income, <laughs> got to be a little bit more careful with it. Um, so I really want to make sure that I have a really good plan to do that maybe next year, maybe next year. So Hell it's yeah. a longer term girl, goal. It's a slower burn, but uh, I've already started on that. So love it. Um, yeah, yeah. Are you going to be cool. trading Forex or what, what's yeah. your lane going to be, you think? Uh, essential Cutco oils. Knives. Essential, essential oils. oils. I don't really know yeah. what I'm going to do with those essential oils, but I will uh-huh. have them and I will be talking about them. Good. Uh, that's likely, it. That's half the battle. Likely to high school uh, high school <laughs> classmates of mine. Um, yeah. And then 
Yeah, man, it's it pretty fun start to the year. Uh, I I would have liked about two less losses for the men's basketball team, but it seems like things are um, aiming upward. Anything else uh, on your mind before we uh, sign off today? Um, yeah, the what? Who did we play on Saturday when we lost last week? Um, uh, that was uh, Texas Tech. Yes. Yes. I was with Max Garner on Rainy Street during that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And let me tell you about Max and Garner and his his beloved girlfriend who I met, and I think she's so nice. She's I want to hang out there. She actually told me and my girlfriend, she's like, hey, we should all hang out more. And if you're listening, we should. Um, they told us that they were going to be drunk on Rainy, and I should have taken their word for it. Yeah. Because I showed yeah. up thinking like, okay, Max wants to watch the basketball game. He's no. on rainy. We're, we're going to meet up and we're going to go watch basketball. We went to like four bars with no TVs and got drinks before we went to a place that had a TV. So I only watched the second half of the game, which was like fine. But, you know, I'm not drinking this month. So it's just like I was cold and sober. <laughs> and I was the only one that was both of those things because everyone else dressed appropriately. And watching um, Texas Tech. Uh, yeah. So we ended up going to a Hawaiian place on Rainy Street and uh, watching us lose. And I got a brisket burger and I was in hell like six hours later. <laughs> I'm glad you bring up Max because uh, for how much you think you don't know about basketball, I know equally as little about baseball. And Max Garner, who uh, will be helping out our Daily Bears uh, with baseball coverage, um, I think we should have him on here and kind of give us a primer about, hey, how do dumb people watch baseball? What should we be oh, watching? Yes. Um, other than other than bat hit ball catch ball mm-hmm. run base what what should be what, what yeah. should we be watching for i think that'd be a really fun uh thing to do there well matt i don't know if you know this about me but a few years ago as a bit i decided to like baseball yes it was yeah, like a joke you... i did on twitter for a few weeks mm-hmm. but i without a hint of irony in my voice i now love the mets yeah, I watched. I, I watched this, and it's I watched 130 baseball games last year. Like I, I watched confusing. them. Um, so, you know, the I Mets. consider myself somewhat. The oh, they're dude, they're so fun. They're so okay. fun, and we have the best pitching staff in baseball, and nothing else. And you know what we did to fix that problem this offseason? We signed the best pitcher in baseball. So it's scary hours for everyone. Uh, but yeah, Max told me that we have what he believes to be the best college baseball player in America on our team this year. And I don't think he was making a joke. So yeah, let's get Max on. Let's talk some baseball. Um, I would also love to get our good friend Tej on here to talk Texas baseball, to hear what he's got to say about that. That would be interesting for sure. Um, Tell me, tell me a little bit more about the Mets. Just like, I'll give you 30 seconds to like, tell me more about the Mets. Oh yeah. So they sold the team a few years ago. Uh, We have a new billionaire owner and we spent a ton of money up the middle last year. We have two.